0: We would have learned to love ourselves, accept and you know, just embracing the bodies that we're in. Because who said to be a woman you need a vagina, or who said to be a man you need a penis? No, mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. You 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 know, it's who you are, it's how you feel, how you express yourself. And that's adequate enough. Mm-hmm. But it's just our society has set off these toxic standards that makes it so hard to meet, and as a result, we are suffering the detrimental effects.
1: Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Redefining Sex series. For any newbies, my name is Kirsty and I'm a proud lesbian woman on a mission to redefine sex through the voices and stories of those usually excluded from these conversations. This week I am chatting to Kissy. Kissy is a black trans woman who I came across on TikTok using the app to educate people about the way trans women are persecuted at a disproportionate rate globally. Kissy's journey is pretty inspiring and her perspective on life is extremely valuable for anyone to hear. In this episode, we do touch on the topic of sexual violence and assault, as well as suicidal themes. So if you find any of those topics triggering, I would advise you not to listen. For those who do, I hope you enjoy this week's episode as much as I enjoyed making it. So I guess I just got, I, you just came up in my TikTok for you page. And I was oh, like, "This chick is amazing! Like such, oh my God. <laughs> such good vibes, and like, oh, thank
0: really, you,
1: yeah, really open about um, who you are and your experience and your journey, and like using the platform to educate people about so many different topics, which is so great because." tiktok is filled with filled with a lot of crap so when you popped up in my for you page i was like this is just like the best content so i'm really excited to <laughs> be chatting well, that
0: today. makes me <laughs> that makes me happy it warms my heart thank you that's that's very kind of you to say
1: no worries of course yeah um i'd love to know i guess on tiktok you only see 15 60 seconds of someone so i'd love to mm-hmm. know, off by just like hearing a little bit more about you, where you're from, what you do when you're not on TikTok.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so, well, um, I was born in Tanzania and then I got adopted by um, my white dad who is single. Anyways, um, <laughs> and then so, um, and what do I do for a living? I work as a care aid. I was a nursing student, but I'm just like taking a break right now. I don't even know if I'm going to go back or not, but For the time being, I'm just like, you know, um, it's mostly just about um, growth and trying to just kind of see where things go, self development and all of that, because like there's so much that has happened, like in the past, um, especially like the past nine months, about a year, nine to 12 months, you know, so much has happened in my life. And just kind of, so I'm just kind of taking this time to just kind of like grow and just like see where things go, like a different perspective to life and all of that. So
1: yeah oh that's so nice yeah I think that's Mm -hmm. a big thing to do in 2020 you know the world feels like it's been tipped on its head with exactly like COVID and all this
0: like oh my god
1: yeah so and it's a good time to just pause and be like because life's always felt like such a rush and it's like okay what do I actually want to be doing like I'm doing the exact same thing I've always just worked in worked for other people making films and Productions and things I'm not really passionate about. And I was like, okay, no well, what do kids. I actually want to make? What do I actually want to put into the world and make videos about? And I was like,
0: Let's talk about sex and the oh, way.
1: Oh, good.
0: <laughs> you know, well, I mean, like this. Yeah, this is a very interesting topic. And actually, when you approached me about it, and I was like, oh my god, this is what an an interesting topic to discuss about. Because, like, you know, the thing is, we learn about sex. We talk about sex, even like you know, in sex education in schools and stuff like that. But we do not get to learn like the queer sex, like you know, mm. like and and the, it, it's hard for like queer kids, you know, like myself growing up I did not even know anything about you know sex in the realm of queer you know what I mean so this is something that it literally like you know I was very interested in this so I was like well okay this is great so let's do it but cool. Yeah. So did you grow up in Canada? Um, so well I moved here when I was about, about uh, 16 years old so uh, I like I grew up half of my um years like you know until i was like a, an adolescent in tanzania and then the rest here in canada but but yeah but it's, it's been lovely it's been great for me so yeah yeah and well, i'm when... grateful for it
1: yeah that's cool i want i'm interested so you learned sex education in school in tanzania
0: well you know in tanzania actually they did not really teach anything about sex education it wasn't really it was mostly when i moved here to canada you know like in grades you know um tens and stuff like that 11 um but it's not yeah it was basically it was just mostly um very basic things and it was very male um perspective oriented kind of thing less than a female's perspective but yeah but it it was actually it was was interesting but not adequate if you're queer oh yeah
1: definitely yeah so on tiktok you're using that platform to talk about Um, And I think it's like very brave and the way you do it is so eloquent. But talking about how Mm. black trans women are, you know, assaulted and murdered and trans women Mm -hmm. in general, but particularly people of colour are assaulted Mm -hmm. and murdered at such a higher rate globally. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make too much of the chat about this because it is about sex, but I think it's really important to talk about it Mm -hmm. because it's so wrong and it's
0: so devastating and people just don't really seem to be talking about it. Um, so, you know, that's interesting, like you mentioned about TikTok and me speaking about trans issues and bringing awareness about trans community. But anyways, I, I started my account just for fun, laughs and giggles, just to have like, you know, all of this, whatever, just, just to have a great time. But then, you know, um, there was, you know, this all these issues about transgender women being murdered and killed and all of that. I remember the very first video I actually posted that was trans related was about me coming out to my mother And also, there's another video um, of me speaking about, you know, trans women and intimacy and how men, especially cis straight men would react when women act, transgender women tell them that, you know, I'm a transgender woman and how the dating scene is for transgender women, you know, you know, in relation to um, cis straight males and that kind of, you know, and it, it had a good hit and that's where it took off. But anyways, but the reason I actually do that, as you had mentioned that like, you know um transgen- this it's it's just it seems like it's something that's starting to gain momentum you know but truth is um transgender people, especially transgender women of color, have always been highly persecuted, and this is you not know, just like you know in the u s but you know globally as well and it's a it's it really it, it, it's it's a devastating problem really and The saddest part is that, you know, not very many people speak up, speak up about this. You know, it's only trans people who speak up about this, but, and then, but that's not enough because our voices cannot be heard because we are literally being shut down. And what we need is voices from other people. And it does not mean that we cannot stand up and speak up for ourselves, but we need backup from other people as well. And that's why, because you know, I didn't, I've always made, made a comment. I can, how can you solve a problem if you don't realize the problem is the problem? definitely know yeah. what the problem is first. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, but so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that answered what your question. No, it, it did. It's,
1: it's true. Like people need to, people just need to talk about it more and it's heartbreaking. And I think that a lot of people don't talk about it because they don't, um, they don't know where to start. They're like, well, people feel exactly. so helped. Like the issue feels so beyond buzz that people are like, well, I don't even know what I can do to help this. It's just so sad. And, um, it's if you're not transgender, then you're so privileged in the fact that you can just turn your
0: pain, you can turn your face away from the pain. And yes, exactly. Life. And walk away. Mm. Where for us, we have to live it. We continue to live it. You know, we cannot just like you know ignore it or like you know stop it or change it. You know, because this is our reality. It's not that something that you know we just do it and then it's like oh okay, well I'm not trans anymore. Like you know I don't care. You know yeah, yeah. I'll just ignore that. We can't. You know we can't. We just we have to like we have to keep persevere. We have to try and keep moving forward and fight it and, you know, just for our own existence. And you talked about how can people help? I always say the most, like the very, a very convenient way to actually help with these transgender issues, even any LGBTQ related LGBTQ plus related issues is that, you know, be open-minded and always be open to learning, like continue to learn because like, you know, so many things, are changing the world is changing and you know even the terms that were used to describe transgender people i mean in the 70s or even you know 80s some of them are seen as derogatory today you know what i mean so just always seek to learn seek new knowledge i think that's one of the most important things. and another thing is you can always go to your local lgbtq plus community they have amazing resources all the time and if you don't live anywhere nearby those um places you could always like you know go to um google it online you know google it can you know, have ways to how to be a better ally and mm-hmm. i'll tell you this you get amazing resources just come up with your options and one of them actually I always like recommend to people is to go to the um to glad website um that's like um it's it's gay lesbian um association whatever for uh, whole, um, I, I believe it's like with Hollywood it has to do with like Hollywood and stuff like that. Anyways, queer actors and stuff like that. They have an amazing guide on how to be a better ally. And it's, it's literally being, it's written to the simplest way, like simplest form. You could give that to a grade five and talk about that. You know, it's very easy to understand. So like, yeah, so that's cool. I'll that,
1: that that So people can go and find that website and check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So you talked about before the two of the videos that got big hits. One of them being coming out to your mama's trance. Can you share that story with us now?
0: Well, um, yeah. So when I came out to my mother, actually, since I was adopted, when I was a little bit older, when I was adopted, I still had connection with my mother. and my I maintained that connection even though I was away from her. And she gave my brother, my younger brother, and I, she gave us away because she wanted us to, to have a better future you know, because she could not afford it. She was poor. Life was hard. But when I told my mother that, you know, and I'll always, you know, I'll never forget this. I told her like, you know, um, you know, I'm a transgender woman. And the thing is, it was over the phone because she was in Tanzania at the time. Um, and she, um, she said, you know, like she, she was worried. She said, you know, she said, well, so what does that mean? You know, she said, you know, Something like, you know, I always knew you were different, but I never knew that it would come to this. Something like that. Um, So Tanzania is a very, um, it does not accept people of gender and sexual diversity, the country itself. And so basically people who are LGBTQ plus community, who belong belong to the LGBTQ plus community, they're being persecuted. And the law is actually very harsh towards like um, gay people in particular homosexuals like because they could face up to 30 years of imprisonment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it was hard. So you can only imagine like this was devastating for her. She loved me, but you know, her biggest concern was how would people react? Like, you know, what would be people's response? And that was very difficult for her to deal with that. And then there were also, there was pressure from my cousins and whatever, because I, some of my pictures end up getting leaked. Because a friend of mine, a former friend, a former, not even friend, a former classmate actually leaked my photos on Instagram. They came across the page, my Instagram page. I was dressed as my authentic self and they decided to leak those photos all over social media. And this is a friend that a classmate that was back in Tanzania. And, you know, and they literally just, they were everywhere, you know, and even though I had told my mother, you know, it, but it was a mess. It was a mess. But the highlight of this, of all of this, with me coming out to my mother—that was part of my TikTok—is when my mother's dying of. She, I did that. I did that video actually on of my mother as a way to just kind of, because she had a. She passed away, um, last year in September, on September seventeenth, and I was still like grieving during COVID for her, you know, for mm-hmm. her loss, mm-hmm. and I did that video just as a way to. Coming to grips with my own grief. Okay. Just in honor of her, because I like, you know many African parents, many African families are actually very unaccepting. And mm. just for any other families, which that are non-black, non-African that have a hard time accepting people, um, their children who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, trans, gay, whatever they may be. I, the aim was just to bring awareness to that. And then in the video, I included a part where when my mother was dying, was, she, was dying. She, had, um, she was told that her cancer was now stage four, and then she was told there's nothing they, they could do other than just palliative care for her, mm-hmm. and then she decided not to go with any medical intervention, and that was very hard. And I remember phoning her about three weeks later. She was a nurse, so she knew. Everything she knew, like the process and all that, she, like, they did not even have to do that much explanation. And I was in nursing school at the time, and I, I knew like how hard it was because, like you know, and it's. I think it was even, it was probably harder for her because, like, she knew exactly, like you know, the process and what's involved with her cancer and how it's going to progress and how she's going to die, even though she chose not to do to have any medical intervention. So, getting there, I actually phoned her three weeks after she was um, told that her cancer has progressed to stage four. And I said to her, I said, mama, I said, do you hate me? Do you hate me that, you know, I'm a transgender woman and I've caused you this much pain because she went through a lot, you know, anyways. And then her response was, she said, I'll never hate you. She said, because she said, you know, you're my child and I cannot hate you. And to me, that in a way was, clo- you know, it was somewhat sort of closure and something that I always think about. I always go to that statement all the time. And that's I even sound on my TikTok whenever I go live. I said, you know, I think I was, I may have gone through a lot, but I also received love. And it is my honor <laughs> to share that love with other people. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, so, but yeah, so that's that. Anywho, but It's unconditional yeah. love. It really is. It really is. But, and then the saddest part is when my mother actually passed away, I could not go to the funeral because I'm a transgender woman. I was banned. I'm actually banned to this day from ever setting foot in that country. Now, can you imagine how hard that is? You know, it, it was so hard for me, like, like very hard. Um, but, but, you know, so that's the whole point. Like, you know, I'm trying to, like, but I'm not the only one. But this is the reality for many LGBTQ plus people around the world, Mm. you know? I mean, we may have some um, right LGBTQ rights advancements like in North America, in other Western countries, but that's only, oh my God, that's like, it's a very small percent Mm. if you consider the population of the world in other countries. Mm -hmm. So there are so many LGBTQ plus people, you know, around the world who are literally suffering as we speak now, Mm -hmm. just because of, you know their gender identity or sexuality and it should not be that way no one deserves that
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: anyways but yeah so
1: yeah i think it's really easy to forget living in um, a western country that there's still so many people around the world experiencing such discrimination absolutely yes wow that's such a beautiful
0: story <laughs> made me tear up a little. Well, you know what? I feel like sometimes I feel that I talk too much, and yeah, my brother always tells me, like, you know, get to the point, but yeah, <laughs> but I guess you have to build the climax right? you like, do story, you, know? you yeah, do yeah,
1: and the details be... are
0: important, you know so, yeah, to get to the point, but yeah yeah well,
1: I think let's talk about next um the other point that you raised earlier, and that's so you, you told me that you're attracted to. Like you don't really have a preference
0: for gender, but you prefer men. <laughs> is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's interesting. Because truth is, Kirsty, um, I do find I find women attractive. Um, I find men attractive and and you know what? I actually I'm attra- I'm also attracted to people just by the way they are, you know, in the heart. Really. So like, you know, so that means like, you know, whatever gender they may be. But I I find myself I have because my past relationships that I've had, well romantic connections that as I would like to take to call <laughs> them, were actually mostly just um uh, cis straight males, you know. And yes, and I I think I'm, I have more of an attraction towards that, but I also could date or marry someone who does not fit within that realm and -hmm. I'll be absolutely happy as long as they have the qualities that they're good, they're genuine, they're kind, caring, you know, giving, forgiving, loving, you know, those are the traits that I really do admire in people. But anyway, so. Yeah. So in that (laughs) sense, in that sense, I don't really have a label. I mean, who needs a label? We, I mean, labels are there. and, And here's the thing. Labels are good because like, you know, You can, you know, it helps you, you know, press point, you know, you can, you can pinpoint exactly what it is and you understand it, you know it. And it kind of gives you the, this good idea of like, you know, this is who I am. Yeah. And labels can also be reducing yes so. i agree and it I think, goes either way yeah i think labels are important
1: at the moment because like our society still tries to put everyone in a box so to leave mm-hmm. that box it's nice to like almost have another box that you can jump into it's like okay i'm over exactly. here in this but hopefully yes. yeah like one day we won't need any boxes and then
0: the labels won't. oh my god <laughs> yeah i cannot wait for that day to arrive but i think by that time comes i think you and i will be perishable right? <laughs> <laughs> we'd be long gone but it'll get there it'll get there optimistic of course yeah yeah
1: yeah i'd love to talk to you about um dating like cis straight men and how a lot
0: of them have this stigma that
1: towards (laughs) girl
0: i don't even know where to start but i'll tell you this you know actually i myself i have actually seen a great change within the past five years you know, amongst, you know, like cis men, you know, the person I'm seeing right now, you know, it was interesting. And he came from a very small town and you'd almost consider that town to be conservative, closed minded and whatever like that, You know, things like that. But I was actually surprised that when I told him that, hey, I'm a transgender woman and he still pursued me and he did not see me any less of a woman but just a woman and the way I saw myself and presented myself. Mm. And to me, that was actually a shock. I was like, oh my God, okay. Like, what is going on here? Most straight men, so here's the thing. We, we call them, we, there's what we call chasers within the transgender community. I don't know if you're familiar with the, t- with the term, but basically it means um, men who'd only date transgender women. And as transgender women, we are constantly, being fetishized yeah okay from porn size to like daily lives because i remember even when i first came out as a transgender woman that was like in, during my teens my later teens like you know when i was about 18 going into 19 you know I, you know i was curious you know i just i wanted to found you know when when you you know when you finally find yourself and you have that energy you know you have that passion you just like you know you know this is who i am you're determined you're strong And, you know, and I wanted to, I I was like, you know, know, nobody's going to knock me down. You know, I want to find somebody to love me. I had so much love to give and I was ready to receive a lot of love from people, you know, intimacy involved, exploring all that, all that stuff. And well, I'll tell you this, it was a roller coaster because like, you know, um, truth is, my heart has been broken so many times, you know, I've been fetishized, I've been used, I've had men, there are so many men who are actually, and this is an interesting thing, is that, you know, there are so many cis straight men who actually are attracted to transgender women, but they cannot admit it, because the moment you choose to date a transgender woman, they have this fear of losing privilege, you know, they lose their privilege, they lose their, you know, status within the society, because then they're seen as gay they're seen as not straight enough you know what i mean mm. so and that's the problem so it's literally it's mm. our society and the way actually it perceives men mm. these standards these toxic standards placed upon men i mean i don't I'm, i don't blame men for acting that way but i blame our society really you know mm. it's, it's everyone's you know if everyone to blame you're going just blame one gender and say okay this is your problem but yeah. it's also part of their problem because they also have to take action and try to take the initiative to say that you know what i want to learn i want to move forward i want to grow you know educate me i want to you know so but yeah it, yeah you know, it, it's it's crazy it it's is just soci- crazy.
1: it is societal like you say it's like this mix of transphobia and homophobia because it's like transphobia and saying Oh, if you're dating a trans woman, then you're not dating a woman, which is trans. Exactly. And then Mm -hmm. then that mixed with homophobia and being like, well, if you're not a straight man, then you're not as like manly or
0: whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And as a result, yeah. And as a result, they, you know, they lose status because like, you know, well, I mean, we, we all know cis, whatever, hetero, (laughs) straight men, they are entitled to privilege. They are, they do, you know, they are. And you know, and they fear because, like you know, some of them you know would actually be teased about it. You know, they will be, you know, mm. like we said, you know, not. They do not. They're no longer the real man. Mm. So, like, yeah, it, it's 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 a problem. It really yeah. is. But
1: and then, as a result of that, it stops them finding authentic love and. Trans exactly. women receiving discrimination and losing, yeah, exactly. like you said, you've
0: gone through heartbreak, which is like, exactly, awful and, thing. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I say, and you know, I have one of my TikTok videos, I said, you know, cis men who they're transgender women should not be celebrated or shamed for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that segment can sound a little bit controversial because it's like, why shouldn't they be celebrated? Well, why do you have, why do they have to be celebrated? Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, if they're, if they're dating a transgender woman and they're just dating a woman, why should you celebrate mm-hmm. someone for having an attraction over somebody else? Mm-hmm. Why? Compliment them? Yes. Beautiful, cute. Yeah. But should they be, uh, do they need like a pedestal? Do they need like a trophy? No. <laughs> so, but in shaming them only perpetuates the to- you know, toxic masculinity yeah so like, exactly you know, exactly so just like you know it, it, what so what should you what should you do well just look at it as if it's something that well it's normalize it yeah it's something that's you know it is what it is you know what mm-hmm. i mean so but yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. and there's there's fear around what people don't know um so yeah it is really just as you say normalizing it and
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think for me, sex, I think sex, sex is just like, you know, if there's like, you know, some sort of like a penetration and, you know, the connection of people, like, you know, that intimacy and um, when, you know, like just two bodies actually coming together in flame and fire, you know, like um, it's hard to define it. It depends. And, and I'll tell it you is. this because like, you know, it depends even myself, like, you know, I, you know, when I'm, I have sex, it depends on how I define it differently depending on that person and how the chemistry actually you know evolves and grows you know what i mean
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: but can you go into that in more detail (laughs) like for example the way i see it i i okay i'm just gonna say like you know um so even if i let's maybe i'm involved intimately with someone i slept with somebody um and then let's maybe we kissed um we had some oral sex and whatever but depending on their performance you know what i mean if that was good even though like there wasn't like any let's say there wasn't any penetration we not use any toys or any penis involved or whatever if i liked it i enjoyed it i got orgasm i consider that sex Mm. i do because like you know Um, Because I think sex is something, um, it's intimately sacred, if you'd like to say Mm. it, you know. Um, So it really, so that's why I say like, you know, it depends on like, you know, on the person that you're actually involved with and how you actually, how the two of you actually connect and enjoy the act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I really like that because there's so
1: many ways that you can give another person pleasure or receive pleasure
0: exactly
1: yeah and it's like it's such a spiritual thing and the way that we try to define sex is we like get really hung up on like genitals and being like well did that go there and what did you know yes
0: yeah, and I was just gonna say that. I said, I was just gonna say, and perhaps I see sex that way because I'm a transgender woman. So, and most of the time, you know, I feel limited, you know, in terms of like, you know, because most straight men, they feel that, like, you know, well, to be a woman or to have sex, you need to have a vagina. You know what I mean? But that's not necessary. There are many other ways to have sex, you know, despite having a vagina. Mm-hmm. A vagina does not mean that it, that's where sex is or that's where. Having sex with a real woman, you know, should mm. be, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are many other ways there's oral, yeah. there's anal, there's you know, um, there are so many, so many different ways. Like, you know, some people like to be touched, like, you know, on their belly buttons, and they get off by just being touched on the belly button, you know, so yeah. like, and dry humping, and, and <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what I mean? So, there,
1: yeah. yeah, and I think it's so interesting because, like, the way that we view sex to talk about it's so like reproductive like it's penis and vagina penetration Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. semen goes in and it's like well unless you are actually having sex for the purpose of like for reproduction sure that's the way you can talk about it but it's like this cis straight man having sex with me right now We're, we're not trying to have a baby right now so why are you still only viewing sex in the way that needs a baby to be made it's like Exactly. Think about I think it comes to like what's the purpose of us doing this right now? Like, are we just trying to give each other an orgasm? Are we emotionally connecting and bonding? Mm-hmm. It's like think and then the purpose of it and then as you say, there's so many different ways that you can do that beyond just
0: having a penis in a vagina. Exactly. And for me, actually, um, to actually enjoy sex there. I have to, you said something about um, being emotionally connected and bonding. That is something like, that's a very important element when it comes to sex, when I'm actually having sex, you know, that I have to actually be connected to that person. And there actually has to be a bond for me to actually just enjoy it and just be in that moment. And if I don't have that, then I would not enjoy it. And I don't care if there was penetration or whatever that may be involved I would not even consider that sex because for me, sex is something that has to be enjoyed. Something has to be, you know, something to make you feel good. It's, mm. it's an intimate connection. Mm-hmm. But,
1: That's beautiful.
0: So. so let's talk about orgasms
1: because you touched on that before. So, mm-hmm. for se- so for sex to be good to you, do you feel that you have to have an orgasm? How important um, is orgasm?
0: Well, oh, my God, girl, you're like trying mm-hmm. to Okay, orgas- You know what? okay you know i'll 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 tell you this you know as a transgender woman i honestly i really i do not like talking about my genitals or the status of my genitals because i feel like you know many transgender women that's where our stories seem to end Mm -hmm. begin and end it's always like you know what we've done to our bodies surgically and it's always comes to where, you know, between our legs and sometimes yeah. our breasts and is this real, is this what you have it? Is it done? You know, do you still have the PP, you know, but anyways, but I'll disclose it. I'll, I'll say this. Um, so prior to having actually my gender assignment surgery, you know, um, I, I did not, enjoy sex i did not like the idea of sex you the way i actually enjoyed sex was actually was quite different okay i'll just be okay with someone just touching me having an intimate connection you know having that bond it was okay yes penetration was involved but it was very painful for me um and then another thing to remember is that you know i was molested as a child okay um so it took me a while like a really long time to actually just like you know get out of my comfort zone, like you know, out of that trauma, try to just put that whole act behind me mm-hmm. and see sex is something enjoyable. That is why I you probably have noticed me saying sex is something to be enjoyed because like you know, mm-hmm. I I rarely go to enjoy it for a while. You know, it, it took me a while because of the trauma that happened to me. And I did not even know. And when it happened, I don't even know like that was actually sex. I don't even have words for it. Because I was nine years old. It was it was horrible. It was it was terrible. Um but anyway, so, and then after I had um, my gener- generous time surgery, that's when, um, because it's something I'd always wanted for a long time. And that's when things actually changed for me because then, you know, um, I realized, you know, I have to be in control. I have to be in control of my own body and my own pleasure because most men, and even prior to, to my generous time surgery, I knew this already and I was aware and I actually had, a, had an encounter with it, is that most see straight men, they tend to care about themselves, their own needs and their own pleasure. And they don't really care. As long as they get off, then that's good for them. You know, and then they will be tired and they just lie beside you like a dead weight. And it's like, okay, well, can we keep going here? And, <laughs> and, you know, but, but so yeah, so it's different, but yeah. So like, after my generous having surgery, I, like I said, I had to take control of my own body, my own pleasure. Um, and in order for me to just actually to be able to enjoy it and say, you know, okay, I I have touched the clouds, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah. That's nice.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I realise that that's like a really personal question that well, I threw on you.
0: No, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I think I think it's important for other people just to learn, you know. So that's why I want to like amplify voices
1: so more people can understand and then approach situ- situations with empathy like it's not okay to ask someone what's in their pants. Like, it's just not an no. acceptable question. No,
0: no it's not. Or even, or even suggesting that, well, you should do this, you should do that or whatever, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. you should get your surgery or something. No, unless I've asked you for that advice, just don't give it to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It doesn't fucking matter what's in someone's pants. If someone's a woman, they're a fucking woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's again, that, again that, what you just said there, that's, again, it's another reason why cis straight men who seek transgender women should not be praised for it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it seems like as if, you know, our womanhood, you know, transgender women literally revolved about around the orbit of cis men's desire to bed us. It is an approval that, hey, okay, then you are a real woman. Mm-hmm. But it's like, No. No, I am a woman because I know I am. Yeah. And you know, me sleeping with you, a man, having your penis inside me, it does not validate me as a real woman. Mm -hmm. I'm a real woman because I know so and no, not what what you think or what you wish to validate me as, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. So yeah. So, yeah, yeah
1: totally yeah. and then if someone does the surgery it's because they feel like that's what they need exactly to do exactly yeah and then so as you've generously shared you have and then sex changed for you and so now what like what was that experience like you don't have to talk about it but i'd love to hear like what it what sex how much more sex means to you now since you've had that surgery and
0: well, you know it's okay. You know dysphoria. I'm sure you've heard about dysphoria. Dysphoria is a bitch, and for us transgender people, we go through dysphoria, and it's it's hard. You know, I you know I'm I'm gonna say this. You, oh, I should not even. I, I don't want to say this because like, you know, I can know. You know, I hated I hated that part of my body. I really did. But but you know, and here's something that you know to remember is that not every transgender person hates um their genitalia there are people who actually love it and embrace it and that's mm-hmm. beautiful that's amazing there are others who wish to have it changed to have it fixed a little bit and you know and that's okay too however you know what people need to understand is that you know the journey like when it comes to like tra- transitioning the journey um transitioning journey is unique to every transgender person and not one journey is the same you know it's very different and unique and what what i wanted or what i have pursued you know, throughout my transitioning journey is absolutely different from another transgender person. You know what I mean? So for me, um, ever since I had my surgery, uh, what's that been like, you know, honestly, I'll tell you this, I wanted it so bad. And when I had it done, like, you know, the moment when I was able to actually walk and looked myself in the mirror for the first time, I was just, it was just this moment of relief. it was, it was beautiful. I, I just like, it was so much relief. Like I really, I don't know, like it was such, like it was, it felt like as if I you know this huge weight, a burden just lifted off of me. And from there on, I started to even like, you know, try to love myself. It's not that I never loved myself. I did prior. I liked myself. I I was content with who I am. You know, sometimes, you know, I I always used to say to my friends, you know, well, you got to work with what you have. You know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. you know, you cannot just keep saying, you know, I hate it, I hate, I hate it. But, you know, sometimes just to try and find ways to live with it because you have it and you cannot get rid of it at that time. And another thing is like, you know, having these surgeries, it's costly, which I don't think it should be really because like, you know, transgender women literally being, you know, I mean, suicide is very high amongst transgender people, especially transgender youth, most of it being rooted to dysphoria and being unaccepted, being harassed, being abused, all of that. And all of that comes down to what? It's the body, the body image, really. If our society would only like embrace us and, you know, love us for whatever our bodies are, whatever we are, we would not be going through this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I even, you know, I, you know, this is what I think. I think like, you know, as a people, you know, even these issues, these issues with transgender people going on, people hating on transgender people, people hating on queer people, if we would not be so focused on this gender binarism, none of this would have happened. Having higher rates of suicide amongst transgender people, transgender youth, that would have not happened. Because people, we would have learned, like, you know, just, we would have learned to love ourselves, accept and, you know, just embracing the bodies that we're in. Because who said to be a woman, you need a vagina? Or who said to be a man, you need a penis? No, mm-hmm. you, don't. Mm-hmm. you don't. You don't. You, you know It's who you are. It's how you feel, how you express yourself. And that's adequate enough. Mm-hmm. But it's just our society has set off these toxic standards that makes it so hard to meet. And as a result, we are suffering the detrimental effects it's the impact is just it's it's terrible yeah we need i know we need drastic change and we need it
1: now but the people that make decisions like are just or they're all cis straight white men so until we have it, you know, know better political leadership then
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know but like it's like the voices of the people like it's it's so easy to feel helpless as an individual but if every single individual
0: just raise their voices like what change you know we could have sex even like you know representation of like queer sex you know on tv like it's not and that's another thing um like have you have you watched the disclosure yeah it's like a document yeah you you see like you know the depictions of like you know transgender women over yes. time like for crying out loud that isn't isn't that quite something and yes. then you wonder why people you know are just repelled by the mm. idea they not you know just this perspective perception of just you know someone who's transgender is like oh my god ew that's a freak yeah you know it's just the way we've been represented basically on media and yeah but it's good that we're actually trying to reclaim that you know mm. and making it to be positive and trying to to rebuild from that and yeah. making making it you know showing people that you know well this is the authentic representation well and another thing we're well, talking about representation, I, I just have to talk about this is that, you know, I, you know, I, I find it so, I, I mean, it's, it's rather offensive to transgender people when a trans, when it, when it, when a cis person plays a transgender role,
1: mm-hmm. it is
0: literally, it's rather offensive. And, and, and not only, not only is it just offensive, but you know, how many transgender actors actually get to play um, cis roles, mm-hmm. you know, very few. So until there's that equal distribution, Mm -hmm. then maybe we can think about that. But in the meantime, in the meantime, considering where we're at, we cannot have cis people playing transgender roles. It just doesn't, you know, it reinforces the belief, like, you know, I don't know why, like, you know, they always have like these people like um, who play, whenever there's like a transgender character or something, The pre-transitioning role is always given to a cisgender man. I'm talking about, about transgender women here. And then, like, you know, there's something so wrong about that because, like you know, it literally reinforces the belief that transgender women are nothing but men playing dress up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. like you know, and that really, i have, yeah—that that really needs to change.
1: And like, it's so important when we watch films and shows to really think about the message that we're being given.
0: Right. yeah um did, did you know who all the people who are actually like speaking you know you know in like you know um disclosure they were all transgender people mm. and you know that for me that's uh, it's a bit of you know it's it's revolutionally like I, i'm like oh my god like this documentary and all of these people speaking are actually transgender people mm. you know like you you know not, not from the movies but you know the ones actually are talking yeah. about yeah. you like know I'm the, the whole yeah. the, like no evolution of like you know this Uh, Media portrayals of transgender people, and I was like, I was like, wow, for me, that was just like something so cozy. It's like, oh my god, I can know this is so amazing because you don't get to see a whole lot of you know, like, you know, a whole lot of transgender people all at once. So, at the end of each video,
1: I've um, asked the person to make an edit to what the definition of sexual intercourse is, and then each week it changes. And then hopefully, by the end, we've like, you know, redefined sex. So, where the definition is at is at the moment is. Sex is a consensual intimate interaction that can provide physical, mental, or emotional pleasure or euphoric release. <laughs> mm,
0: that's a good one. Connect you know, well because I was going to say you know like bonding connection. They already said connection. You know, um, it's it's there. So I I don't think if I have anything else to add to it, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> it like you know, it it just seems like you know it fits like you know it fits perfectly like you know in describing sex like you know Mm -hmm. i mean from just like you know not being basic biological you know perspective just like you know penetration and whatever but yeah no i like this one i think that's that it's a perfect definition i think it's 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 contained and enough by itself
1: well perfect that's good all right well we'll leave it as is
0: (laughs) of course
1: well kissy thank you so much i'm Honestly, just so grateful that you like you have such a really amazing story. And
0: oh. I, think
1: my um, my favorite thing about your story is just like how positive and bright and open you are now. Like it's, mm. I think you're an incredible role model, and um, I'm really happy oh. that I was able to meet you.
0: Well. Thank you. Well, honestly, I'm very glad I, I got to do this with you. And like I said, it, it, it'll have a great impact on people. Like, it really will. So,
1: yeah, like it's a good I project. Out there. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much. That means a lot. Yeah, lovely to meet you and thank you again. Yeah,
0: likewise. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to know what you thought, so please share all of your feedback with me or any questions you might have via Instagram at Oikurst, which is linked in the show notes. If you've been inspired by Kizzy to use your voice to help make change, I've also linked in the show notes some places where you can go to get involved and help fight for the change that we need in this world. Next week, I'll be talking to Sangeeta Palai from the Masala podcast. It's all about pleasure, masturbation, and how culture influences our ability to enjoy both of.